Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Life is full of what-ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. You're listening to Achtung Mogul, broadcasting from the beautiful South Bermondsey. Set no substitute. Welcome, 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 dear listeners. Welcome to a grey and overcast afternoon in South Bermondsey. I described it as high noon walking uh, along John Berylson way outside. It's actually high three o'clock in the afternoon, of course. We are just about to uh, see the entrance of today's two sides. Mill and Sheffield Wednesday in what must be surely a make or break game for manager Joe Edwards after that debacle on Wednesday night in front of the Sky Television cameras. An embarrassment of a performance. Here come the two teams, as you can hear. Today's Millwall side, dear listeners, Sarkic in goal, um, a back three of Jake Cooper, Tanganga, and uh, Ryan Leonard, Wallace and McNamara in the two wing back positions in front of them. Denor and Honeyman, Ramon Essay and Fleming up front. Tom Bradshaw on the bench. On the bench, Barbelkovsky, Billy Mitchell, Ryan Longwood, Adam Mayor, Brooke Norton, Cuffey, Duncan Watmore, Ida Marku, Joel Savile, and Wes Harding. No sign of uh, Oberfemi. Um, ill on Wednesday. Still ill today, who knows? I thought I read he was going to be back for this game, but clearly not, dear listeners. Um, what do we make of the situation we find ourselves in? Um, I was going to say must win. I would say this must be a decent performance, listeners, because what we saw on Wednesday night was not acceptable under any any format of the game. And um, we need a, we need not to lose, for sure. I, I think we can probably live with a draw, albeit under sufferance, but uh, certainly a win is vital. Vital, really, for Joe Edwards' career as a manager, in my opinion, because the, the free and easy talk, as I was just outside with uh, one or two of... Uh, from some of the boys from that Millwall podcast I was talking to down by the Blue Bus. Yes, we do talk to each other, um, but I think the general feeling around the den is that this is last chance saloon for Joe Edwards, which I think will be a huge pity because I like the I like the aim and the ambition of what he's trying to do, but we just cannot continue with those uh, patsy performances, dear listeners. I've been looking at all the remaining fixtures for the season using what I've come to call the curbishing method, which I forever seem to feel like a birth control method, the curbishing method of trying, trying to find must-win games. I'm going to put this in a must-win category, dear listeners. Um, even though I've just said we can live with a draw, it will be with uh, swallowing, swallowing bitter poison if we get a draw. We really do need a win this afternoon. Sheffield Wednesday come into the game second from bottom. 
26 points. A win today for Millwall. Full from bottom at the moment on 33. But it's 10 points clear of them. And who knows how QPR will get on today. We'll see. We're just waiting for the two teams to line up. Millwall will be attacking the Colt the uh, away into the first half as per a combination this week of Geoffrey Chaucer reporting on the Venable Beads writings in the Anglo's Taxi Chronicle. I'm going to throw Geoffrey Chaucer into the mix more often. That's a suggestion from John Rankin. Big shout out to John. So we're ready to go. Romano says he's going to kick us off. Away we go, dear listeners. So yeah, for me, dear listeners, just my opinion, more than anything else, we want a performance this afternoon. I think the result uh, is massively important. We want to win, but let's not be seeing any more of the, uh, what we saw in the first half, which was basically a team that weren't, to me, weren't trying. But there we are, we've said enough about that game. A lot of coppers around the scene this afternoon. I don't know if they're expecting a, a firm down from Sheffield Wednesday or what they're expecting, but there's a lot of police presence knocking around. Crowd is um, not full house by any stretch. I've got plenty of empty seats around me up in the the Groupon stand. I wouldn't want to guess. It's always hard to guess crowds now because there's an official attendance, which is often the number of tickets sold rather than bums are on seats here. Crowd are into it anyway. It looks like it's a hardcore Millwall crowd here, listeners, rather than Tourism City. This is an early break forward. That's going to be a right-sided corner. Tom Bradshaw chasing down the ball and throwing on the right side. Inside the first minute, it's going to be George Honeyman to take on the right side. What I wouldn't give for an early goal, dear listeners. What would you give? My heart and my soul. Anyway, here it comes to the uh, corner. Floats it in the post. It's Tanganga puts it wide on the volley. I can't see the aforesaid fat cunt in the green, listeners. From my angle, I can't see the away in. Just one point from our last 24. I'm losing count of how many points we've let drift and we've just got the one point from them. We can't continue with that kind of form. Joe Edwards' career is on the line. Would you sack him, listeners? A lot would have been sacking him from what I'm picking up around the scene. Good shoulder challenge there, who's that? That was uh, Danny Mack. Good work there. Good applause. Myself? Uh, I'm, st I'm stuck with Mill sentimentality, listeners. I, I, I've been cursed with it for the last 50 plus years, ever since I started coming down here. I want the boys to succeed. I want us to play a better level of football. I want it to work. Um, that said, we get beat this afternoon. I can't see how he can survive. But I'm hoping, I can't pray to anything, but I'm hoping desperately that we get three points. Make a big difference to our morale and boost the season. The thing is that bothers me is how we have these patches, a, a decreasing patch, because it was half an hour of um, brilliant football against Middlesbrough. I think it was 20 minutes worth of brilliant football, or good football against Coventry, I think. And then against Ipswich in the week, just 10 minutes of um, brilliant football. So we should be looking for a brilliant first five minutes here. Let's um, move down the middle of there. It's gone wide for a goal kick, unfortunately, from uh, Tom Bradshaw. Four and a half minutes into the game, dear listeners. Mill in free fall as love is not in the air. What a great headline by Dan Marsh on the South London Press, London News Online. Mill in free fall as love is not in the air at the den. On Valentine's night, of course, massacre as 
Someone else put in one of our voice notes. Valentine's Day Massacre. Is that a Capone hit? I need to check with Chicago Joe on that question. Incidentally, big thank you to everyone that sends me voice notes. Do send me your voice messages. Post-match, midweek, as the fancy takes you, really. You can get me on, on X. You can send uh, direct messages on X. Press the little sound um, button on the direct message, and it'll start recording. Keep your I think you have to keep your finger pressed on it for it to record, but that'll just buzz me for a message on X, or else if you've got my um, mobile number, you can voicemail me by WhatsApp, or email me and we can do a swapsy of mobile numbers, then you can WhatsApp me again. The replete, there are many ways that you can contact Achtung Millwall, dear listeners. But do, get, do keep talking to me. I, I love the, uh, the voice note shows. They're really, really, really nice ones to do. Yeah, so what was I saying? But Joe Edwards, the potential remains there. Whether, whether Joe Edwards is a decent manager in a motivational sense, I think, is the... It's the great unknown. None of us on the uh, terraces. On a, I know we're all seating now, but I'm going to use the expression on the terraces because it's just come flows off my tongue. Would none of us really know the ins and outs of the dressing room, but Jake gets clipped there. Free kick inside the mill half. So we don't know what kind of manager he is. We don't know how he motivates the, the uh, room at, at half-time. I mean, three knocked down. Apparently the team were broken, as he put it, in the, in the post-match interviews that he did. So whether he's a rant raver, losing his temper, well, who knows what kind of manager he is. But his ideas, his footballing ideas, are ones that I would love to see implemented at the end. Now, whether it's him that implements them or somebody else, that's another, another question, isn't it? Some attention, there's going to be a free kick Millwall. Tom Bradshaw wins a left-sided free kick, about halfway inside the Sheffield Wednesday half. So George Honeyman to float it in, and it comes. It's deep, 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 deep. Oh, base free Millwall. I think they've given offside. The, uh, there was Jake, there was Tangango, and there was Romanetti. But all offside, unfortunately. It just drifted wide right. I'm just looking at some of my spark notes. I, I do bring spark notes on the phone anyway. Items to discuss during these shows, listeners. And I've written on there, uh, Mocker, Mocker Joe's unwise apology. This was Joe Bryan, good tackle there. That's what the crowd want to see. That was uh, Danny Mack. Wins a right-sided throw-in. Mocha Joe's unwise apology. He's obviously suspended for that um, elbow on the Coventry. Um, Sakamoto, I think it was. If I've seen it on, on TV and issued a three-match apology. And he's written like a, a soppy apology. That's a long cross going nowhere, unfortunately, from Jake. Broke it. Um, all the, when I've on repeat the apology. All it needs is... Um, Simon Bates is our tune underneath it. I might, I might do that for a laugh. I might not. It's a bit juvenile. I might do it then. Um, yeah, just wants the our tune music underneath Joe Bates' unwise apologies. He got slaughtered for it online because Joe, I think, it might have worked at Fulham, Joe, but it, at Millwall, you gain points and kudos by elbowing um, talented players in the face. At Millwall, it's a different, different ball game, mate. So um, take your free match suspension. Take, just say nothing. Why you got to issue this soppy apology? I don't know. But anyway, he'll, he'll learn from that if he stays. Mocha Joe, lover of cappuccino and coffee. 15 minutes in. Lions are showing some intent. Nothing so far from Sheffield Wednesday going forwards. 21 minutes nearly. It's going to be a left-sided throw in Millwall. 
Where do you stand on the Joe Edwards experiment, listeners? Maybe you can't tell me till after today's game, but do do let me know. There's a long ball down the right side channel with the uh, lines will keep his flag down. It's Tom Bradshaw. Ball across the face of the goal. That's trying to find Zian, but the defender got his uh, leg to it and it's cleared. Moment there. 22 minutes, so at the halfway point of the first half. So far, hustle, bustle, bit of huff and puff from Millwall. Good effort so far. It's not any kind of um, footballing exhibition, listeners. Wednesday um, haven't shown much going forwards yet, um, but the game itself is, is probably your traditional English Biff Bang Power type of stuff, you know, but that suits me. Nice work there by Ramon Essay. Forces a left sided throw in. It's going to be a long one, I think, from uh, Zian. It's in at the near post, it's headed away. Denor finds Zian back on the uh, left wing. Falls into the box. There's a flick header from Tom Bradshaw, goes right, right. It's a corner, must have been deflected right. Corner, right side. 26 and a half minutes, listeners. A little bit of Millwall pressure. So yeah, do these players buy into the Joe Method project, uh, Joe Edwards projects? Um, maybe that's got to go on suspension to survive in the championships. Anyone that thinks relegation is a good thing, like Danny Baker, uh, and, uh, what goes through people's heads when they say this, including him, I don't know, because League One is a wasteland. You do not want to fall into League One and replenish yourself or come back from the Phoenix from the ashes down there. Have a look at where other clubs have been. And balls in there from the corner, it's rolled off of the head of uh, Tanganga. This has gone all the way back to the halfway line. Danny Mack has uh, balled out wide right to Jules Honeyman now. Floats the ball forwards. Jake has stayed forwards. Bit of manhandling on him. The referee gives nothing. There must be some unwritten law at the Football League headquarters that Jake Cooper gets nothing. Oh, it's a rugby tackle. That's fantastic. Listen to the applause. Listen to that, Joe, Joe Bryan, Mocker Joe. George Honeyman, rugby tackle, rugby league tackle over there. Took him down, kept him down, giving away the free kick, but listen to that applause. If you're listening, Mocker Joe, that's what Millwall's about, mate. Left-sided free kick for, for Sheffield Wednesday. But the uh, situation got dealt with, and that's what's not been happening lately. Listen, there's 28 minutes. There'll be some added time at the end of the half with that attention to the uh, Wednesday player earlier on. Another long throw in from the four. Right side, in it comes. Deep. That's bouncing. Oh, close range header. Tipped over. First rule defending. Don't let it bounce. It, they let it bounce, and it was an oncoming header from close range. And actually, Sarkic did very well there. Almost maybe offside there, Kevin. But anyway, break save. Maybe some pushing offside. I don't know what it was. This is free kick Millwall anyway. 45, a nice little jink pass, Ryan Leonard there, almost a nutmeg. Coming down the left side, ball into the box. <clears throat> One nil from close range. Ball across the face of the six-yard box, slammed home. One nil Wednesday. Beautiful move. 31 minutes. How are we going to react to that, listeners? As against the run of play, it's been um, a scuffly game so far. But Mill certainly have been showing plenty of um, effort and um, 
none of the uh, patsiness that we saw against the uh, opening phase against uh, Ipswich. That was a decent break, slammed home from close. We've um, not been that far off the pace. It's been a fairly evenly mediocre contest in truth so far, but that was a nice break at pace and nice cross and finish. Boozer starting up. Can you hear that, listeners? It's not good. That's self-destruction. I know we're not playing well, but it's not been too bad this game so far. The break by Wednesday there has been the first moment of um, class by anyone, really. It's how we react to it, and I think booing this team will be destructive. Once again, we've got to listen to the away fans sing their songs. <sighs> Wednesday pressing us very high at the moment, looking to panic our defence. That is like horses, easily panicked. Oh, this is Danny Mack on the right side now. More pressing down the right side. 35 minutes in. Finds Honeyman. This is Roman SA on the right side. Falls into the box. Murray's in there, he clatters off the goalkeeper. He goes down, clutching his face. Wednesday bring it away. Crowd enraged because the goalkeeper's gone down clutching his face. Ball wide. This is Ryan Leonard. Will he have a go? He will. Shot hard down low, but the goalkeeper takes. First real effort by Millwall. Long range shot by Ryan Leonard. 40 minutes. Goalkeeper's down smartly enough. He wasn't really ever in any great danger, but he had to be down quickly. So <laughs> I'm clutching at straws here, listeners, aren't I? You can hear the crowd around me. You're starting to turn here. Um, that's never good, it's horrible, horrible, I don't like it. Takes you back to the dark days of Spackman, Holloway, Lomas. Don't know what's going on in the, the away end. It was a 45 through on goal. 2-0, 2, -0. Two -0 through down the left side, left channel. 45 scores, 2-0. Just comes towards the 41st minute. Disaster. People going homelessness. It's not even half time, people are going for the exits. And you can hear the shit, shit, shit chant. Oh. Since the first goal, we're showing no kind of cohesion at all. Any decent break forwards, Wednesday are looking dangerous increasingly. No aerial uh, presence, Joe, uh, Tom Bradshaw pushed off the ball there. This is Wednesday now on the break, the 14's taking his man on, 42 minutes. Come backwards, thankfully, that was a little bit of a momentum going forwards there. You can hear the booing all around me. They're passing through us like we're not there, like we did against, uh, happened against Ipswich. And they've not looked much, listeners. Start of this game, it was scuffle, League One level game. And now they're passing through us like this Real Madrid in the 1950s. Well, the official line has been that the spirit in the squad has been fantastic. I don't buy that for a minute. Something looks deeply wrong within this group of players. It has done for a while, it's looking like it's so this afternoon, Murray lets the ball get past him and it's just going to enrage the crowd. 
Um, what do we make of this half, listeners? Well, it's been an utter disaster since the first goal from Sheffield Wednesday. We've gone to pieces. Until then, it was huff and puff. Nothing much to report, to be honest with you. Um, but what's really bothering me, as it bothered everyone that was here on Wednesday, is the lack of spirit in the side and the, the lack of cohesion. So um, let's hope we can make it through to half-time at just 2-0 down, listeners. Because if we go 3-0 down, I don't know what's going to happen around me. The uh, stadium is visibly empty. The ball over the top. Bradshaw, second best there, goalkeeper cleared it. This is Wednesday now on a break on the left. Bradshaw getting shaken off the ball every time. Little physical presence from him. I'm asking him to do a big, a big striker's job. The guy he's up against is a looks like um, Lurch from the Adams family. Aimless balls forwards, finding no one. No one to aim at, in truth. We have no forward presence, really. Tom Bradshaw is, looks like a midget against two fairly giant Sheffield Wednesday central defenders. And we're just sending looping balls forward like you might do, as I always compare it with, on a Sunday morning around at Beckton Park. I am bored, listeners. I am bored with having the piss taken out of us. I'm bored with the utter crap being served up in the Millwall shirt. Um, I'm bored with these games where one goal and we collapse. Um, I can't see Joe Edwards surviving out of this. I don't know where we go. I think relegation's looking at ever more realistic prospects and there's absolutely no need. It's the waste of it all. That's the thing that's really digging my, you know, itchy, itching my arrows, listeners. No, he's called it, called it. There you go. Half-time, Millwall nil, Sheffield Wednesday two. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Achtung, Mailball. Well, teams are out for the second half, dear listeners. Um, what can you say? 2-0 down. I've not seen anything um, to give me any impression that we've got the kind of fight required to make a comeback like we did back in 1990s. When was that classic game, the 
home win at the Cold Blow Lane when we came back from 2-0 down against Sheffield Wednesday. 4-2, um, I think I think Jimmy Carter scored that day, I can't remember now, a long while ago, but that was a very different side, a very different um, setup, different spine. And what we didn't see after the first goal in that first half was any kind of spine. Sheffield Wednesday were slaloming through our central areas like they didn't exist. Um, and I remind everyone, if you didn't read reminding, this is a team, Sheffield Wednesday is a team that's second from bottom in the table. So, um, and they were looking like Barcelona by the end of the half. We were just looking like um, Sunday morning size, my only comparison. There we are. Anyway, second half is underway, as you have gathered. Stadium is considerably, considerably em emptied. Joe Edwards, apparently on Wednesday, said that we didn't need the hairdryer treatment at half-time when we were three goals down. <coughs> with two goals down today, oh my word, that was awful from Joel Scheinerman giving the ball away to the white shirts. So I think Sheffield Wednesday can believe their luck. Apparently QPR are winning at the moment, I'm reading on the uh, WhatsApp group. How many goals have we conceded in recent weeks? There's four on Wednesday night, two today, six goals there. There's two on the weekend, eight goals. We're leaking goals like a sieve. You can hear what the crowd think of it around me, listeners. Rightly so, rightly so, because, you know, I know it's a cliche to say this, but people put a lot of time, effort and money into coming here. This is, I think John said it on one of his voice notes in the week. Um, he comes up from the South Coast. Um, any, any, all the, wherever you're coming in from, there's time, effort, and it's not easy to come to football. It's always easier not to. And to have what's been served up today and in the week and in recent matches is, is, um, is a disgrace, in my opinion. Doug in Sweden's turning off the telly. He's had enough. He said it's it, um, Doug's theory is something happened before the QPR away game. We fully expected there to win at QPR, and we just didn't turn up. We haven't turned up since. He says he's turning off the telly. We're playing at home to a bottom three team, and no one would be surprised if we get beat 4-0. I'll make you right. I wish I, could, I wish I could beam myself back home, listeners, but I stay here for you. At least in League One, I won't be bothered with tourists all around me, listeners, will I? I'll have my, my, the hold of my block one back, bird shit corner. Probably won't get the bird shit there. There's a little ball from Zian trying to find Tom Bradshaw to run through, but it's cut out by the central defence. Tom Bradshaw looks like a midget compared with those two defenders. He's trying to battle against, but uh, that was a nice little take and turn there. This is Denor. Gets clattered. Free kick, Millwall. Just talking to Matt Webb at half time, and um, like, <laughs> like, the, like a lot, I think, I, I, talking about going to Southampton. I've got tickets, I've got a railway ticket down there as well, listeners. Um, I don't think you can give them away now. It's, it's a, probably an object lesson in the economics, the, the value of. Uh, how it can come and go according to the demand. Do you want to, if you want a Southampton ticket, give me a shout, listeners. And an over 60 railway ticket as well. Big shout out to Steve Bowler, whose email will be saying that the Joe Edwards project sounds like a dodgy early mid 70s progressive funk jazz workout band. Um, I don't think it'll make five o'clock today, Steve, I'm afraid, mate, but um, we'll see. This is Sheffield Wednesday on the break forwards. There's a ball through for the 45 there, it's collected by Sarkic. I hesitate to say this to your listeners, listener, 
We're still 2-0 down. If we can get a goal, we could yet break this cycle of not coming back from behind. And if we're not that far out of the game, put it, that's what I'm trying to say. If we can work something, then we have a chance to scrape a point despite the shambles that we've seen. This is Jake Cooper now. The ball into Tom Bradshaw. He finds his way to Zian. Shot wide and right. Just. I think he might have been touched wide by the goalkeeper. That's better. It's right side corner, Mill Wall. 53 minutes. A goal would also transform, transform the mood around the den, which was pretty toxic at the end of the first half. It'd be nice to get rid of that. In comes the cross. It's deep. It's headed on target. Straight at the goalkeeper there. I think that was. Um, I think that was Ian. Headed with power, but straight at the goalkeeper, taken on the line. 54 minutes. A few tweets that I can pick up. Um, Maka says the uh, players have been a disgrace to the shirt. Have a look at yourself, says Maka. Um, halfway line says Edwards has retreated to the bench. Sorry, mate, not good enough. Show some bollocks and lead, especially where it's uncomfortable. Andrew, MFC, says Edwards seems a decent enough bloke and talks a good game, but he's well out of his depth. There's that phrase again. It needs to happen today if we're going to have any chance of staying in this league. Enough games left if the right appointment is made. That must be on the ball's mind now, listeners, must it? This is Casper Denor surging forwards. Inside is Roman Essa. Fleming gets clipped down. Referee lets play go on. This is uh, uh, Fleming wins a free kick. Fairly good central position just outside the D. So as you can get a flavour of the online comment, you get a flavour from the uh, in-game experience. But that could transform me with this uh, free kick. It's a decent position, it's a, a Zian special. And still time, still time to make some kind of comeback in this desperate game, listeners. Absolutely desperate situation. We will find them, have put themselves here. I say don't find themselves here. It's, it's not coming from nowhere, it's what we've created for ourselves. A Fleming to take into the wall. And ball breaks now off the heel of uh, George Honeyman. I think one or two players out there are absolutely shot, listeners. They're playing like zombies. Isn't that a song? I walk with a zombie. The ball breaks. Millwall now on the break, left side. Crowder into it. Danny Mack on the left. What will he do? Nothing on for him, the George Honeyman. Ryan Leonard on the right, he's got Brooke Norton Cuffey now on the right. Brooke takes his man on, can he get, no, he's going to come back to George Honeyman, floats a little ball into the middle, headed clear. He'll keep possession. Flurry, I've actually stood up out of my seat, listeners, that's the measure of electricity that's pumping through the den at the moment. 58 minutes, this is the 45, he's been a bit of a Pain in our Aris. Good tackle there by Tanganga. It's going to be a throw-in from the left. Millwall substitutions. This is uh, Saville. Looks like Watmore's coming in. So Saville's coming in for Honeyman. He's looked a bit shell-shocked, to be honest with you, uh, George Honeyman. And Ryan Leonard comes in. Uh, Saville comes in for Ryan Leonard. So that's uh, ticking towards 60 minutes, listeners. Mill being forced backwards. Crowd won't like that. All the way back to Sarkic, who's got to clear it. Does a sideways pass. Fannying around with it as uh, will be the traditional room. Anyway, this is 
Casper Denor now on the break forwards. Nice ball forwards. This is Duncan Watmore on the left. What can he do with it? He cuts inside. Will he have a go? He will. Oh, the goalkeeper kicks it away on the line. Nice break. Better, 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 listeners. 63 minutes left side corner. Dan Tadman says their goalkeeper, Sheffield's goalkeeper, is 19 years old. I didn't know that. Playing at the den, we should be peppering, peppering him with shots, putting him under pressure. The ball breaks. This is Imaku on the left side. What can he do? Jinx it down the left. He fires it into the danger zone, but it's cleared at the near post by a defender. A little bit of intent there from Nidemann. Dan continues. It's sad that we've lost our identity. I think we have lost our identity, listeners. No free kick given, allowing Wednesday to break. Great tackle. Oh, great tackle there by George Savile, straight in on the man. Both players rolling around on the floor. The ten's down, and Savile's down. Kiers O'Mara says this is the worst state he's seen the club in since Ian Holloway. Players not wanting to even fight for the shirt. We should have got Muscatin held out. It's absolute disgrace from top to bottom. They're making a mockery of everything that John Berrison built. Smithy says it could well be Joe Edwards' last game. I think it probably is likely to be Smith. I hope he's tearing into them all, all the players, he says. Call them for what they are, shit, cunt, bottle jobs. I don't think he is. I think that might be the problem. That might be the problem, Smithy. I'm not sure that um, he commands the respect amongst the players that uh, a more substantial figure might do. It's sad but true, I think. I think he's probably a very good coach. Well, clearly is a very good coach because we know where he's played and, and what he's done. But that's a different thing to football management, which is about that indefinable thing, charisma. Riz. How much Riz does he have? I don't think he, I think he's a lovely um, bloke. He gives you every impression of the kind of bloke that if your daughter brought him home on a Sunday afternoon with prospects of marriage, you'd be very, very happy. But is he a football manager? I don't think he is. Don't think he is. They tend to be rather nasty bastards, generally, don't they? Free kick, anyway. This is. Uh, Jules Savile on the right side. Five minutes to go, regular time, 85 minutes. It's a right-sided free kick. It'll be so Millwall to get a late goal and give ourselves no time to get into the game. Run, Dave, run. Just posted the meme of the woman looking over at a man staring into space in bed. Her saying, I bet he's thinking about other women. And his, him, we were 3-1 up at half-time to secure the playoffs versus Blackburn. <laughs> So it was a freak. I was miles away. Listen, I was looking through X for Millwall-related content, and my mind became fixed on other matters. That's the level of um, excitement that we've had this afternoon. I started uh, drifting off reading an article on on Twitter. Anyway, this is Millwall in possession. We're into the last two minutes of regular time, plus however much added time there is. We're having to listen to away fans again, taking the piss out of us, and um, we've shown very little across the whole game. Um, I can't comment on the penalty shout that John's mentioned. I, whether we'll see it tomorrow um, on, on YouTube, I don't know. But um, it's been a piss-poor performance, absolute piss-poor performance. And I don't know about you, dear listeners, but I'm just bored with piss-poor showings at Millwall. We've seen not, not, not even a hint of any kind of um, footballing cohesion this afternoon. So um, whatever's gone on behind the scenes, whatever the situation is with the squad and the manager, they're clearly... At odds with each other, Joe Edwards is not going to pull us out of trouble, he's going to dig us deep. I think I have to 
regretfully, like I'm on the, um, the Apprentice, I have to say, Joe, you're fired. Here come Wednesday on the right side. That's uh, dealt with by Tanganga. What was that six minutes that I hear? Wasn't paying attention, listeners. That's not much of a thing for a podcaster, a leading podcaster to say. Gary1885 sums it up nicely. He says, if we can't beat this lot today, we're fucked. Simple as that. I think, Gary, we are fucked, mate. I've seen nothing in this side that says to me they've got anything like the amount of spirit and vim required to fight their way out of a paper bag. And, yeah, Joe Edwards, yeah, of course. Um, I can't see him surviving till 5 o'clock, listeners. I don't like saying that. I'm not someone that likes to see people sacked from their jobs, but it's not up to it. It's been a shambolic, shambolic performance overall. Lacking in any kind of spirit. And if you don't know, if you know anything about Mill, you've got to come up with spirit. If beyond all else, skill can come in a long way second to spirit. What's the answer here, listeners? 4-4-2, back to basics. Drop the pretensions to be playing any kind of modern game. We've got to scrape. We've got to go to Southampton next week. God help us. This was a big six-pointer game. Shot over the bar. Wide left. There it is. Diabolical performance. Tunnels out. Security around the uh, player's entrance. There we are. Millwall nil, Sheffield Wednesday 2. Achtung, Millwall. Uh, next up on the show, huge good morning. Unfortunately, always in these dire circumstances is Graham Payne. Welcome back again, Graham. Another misery show for you, mate. Uh, I think they're all misery shows at the moment, mate. Yeah. Morning, Nick. Aren't they? Um, yeah. It was bleak and grim and dire yesterday. Um, I find, Graham, that we we every show I'm doing lately, I, I keep consoling myself with the thought it can't get much worse than this, but it does. Um, awful display yesterday. Yeah, shocking, mate. You know, um, it, it sums it all up. We, the, I was talking to the guy next to me, and after 20 minutes, he said, would you take a nil-nil? I said, I would. <laughs> you know, just, <laughs> just to get a point or something. It was just so... to get a point on the board. Yeah. Oh, mate, if only, if only. Um, it's been a, a disastrous week, dear listeners. Um, joined now by yesterday's 2-0 uh, defeat, justified defeat by Sheffield Wednesday, second from bottom of the table, Graham, I'll rub, rub, rub the uh, salt in the wounds. Um, what's that? That's uh, 2-1 at Coventry, 4-0 against Ipswich, and now 2-0 to Sheffield. One goal scored in seven days, said three games, eight goals conceded, and um, we just looked totally bereft of leadership and direction. Um, from top to bottom, from the management, off the field, on the field, um, wherever you look at Millwall Football Club at the moment, it looks like it's um, like the Maurice Celeste, the legend of the Maurice Celeste, Graham, where the, the ship's drifting with no crew. Um, I, I, I don't know. I, I don't know how many different ways we can put this, but it was just a dire performance yesterday, mate, wasn't it? Uh, yeah, it was. And you know, when as I was walking up, looking at the, the team, I thought, you know, he's he's gone the same again. Why didn't he try something different four at the back? He tried that in the second half against Ipswich. All right, it was a training game, really. But, you know, to go five at the back again and the same 
uh, front free, you know, I know, you know, no, I'm not digging out SA, and, but, you know, th- th- we hadn't created nothing. I thought he would try Mayer, the, give the kid a go on the left wing and, you know, something different. But he went to five at the back again and, as you say, it was just yeah. dire, absolutely dire. I mean, I suppose there's two, there's two arguments. One is, as you've just said, and I think I'm probably inclined to reshuffle the pack and do and try try something. Um, we've not really seen the the new signing. He's only 18, so maybe they're they're thinking it's a lot of responsibility to heap on a, a very young pair of shoulders. But um, it was it was just another. Um, it was, it, was, it was another so-so performance. What struck me, uh, and I made, I, made, I made this point in the um, in the in the kind of uh, in-game comment, Graham, is that we we our, our good phase is rapidly repeat receding because we we had about half an hour against Middlesbrough where we looked good. That was the um, that was a cup game. That I keep going on about that reduced to twenty minutes at, at Coventry, um, and then there was about a ten minute spell against Ipswich where we didn't look too bad. Yesterday didn't even have that. We, so it's come down to zero now. That, that, that the good spell was gone. We got nothing but drudge and dreary after that. Um, I mean, it was there was huff and puff. I wouldn't say we were in the game. We weren't out of it. We were, neither team were really impressing yesterday. But the first goal as ever did for us. And the, and defending, I was just looking at the. Um, uh, the so-called extended highlights that I pay a fiver a month to watch, listeners, um, which was you know basically it was nothing, and then there was this break forwards. There was a, there was a chance they they had a long throw that bobbled across the face of our goal ground. I think that was probably the first hint that yes, it was going to be a disaster game because I mean I'm, I'm no footballer, Graham, but first rule is you don't let a, don't let a throw in bounce in your own six yard box, which is what happened. And the, I think the, the Coventry forward had a, a, a had a clear header on goal, which was saved well. I think it turned out to be offside or it was pushing or something, but yeah, it was a good save by Sarkis. But that was the first hint that yesterday wasn't going to be a good day for us, mate. No, yeah, you're right. I mean, as you say, these good spells that we 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 seem to have at the start of the games, you know. But we don't. We, yesterday we didn't create nothing. Did they? I, I can't nothing remember at a, all. Nothing at all. You know, and no. for all the mistakes, you know, which obviously the defence has just shot to pieces. We're not. Well, you've just said it. We scored one goal in three games. You know, we're not creating yeah, nothing yeah. either. It's not as like we can say, well, we we might have a chance. We get a couple of goals
um, against Blackburn. But that, that, I mean, there was a lot of falling over our own shoelaces to get there. I mean, I went up to Wigan, and I, I won't forget that in a hurry. So, you know, we're not we're not talking about like a you know Pep's Pep's love child here, are we? We're talking about a bloke that has produced this squad that seems to have no balls and no no backbone. That's what strikes me over these these performances of recently, in, in this week especially. No backbone. No, definitely no backbone. No, you know, as you say, no balls. It's just, you know, they're just, well, I don't even think they're even going through the motions. But I, I, another thing I would have done yesterday, I know it's, you know, it's like, I would have took the captaincy off Cooper because he's, he's having a mare as it is. And the captaincy mm. on top, I would have given it to someone else who said, look, you know, you've had to, you know, have a break, Jake. You've had your go. Even maybe, yeah, yeah. Maybe, yeah. Even, maybe even dropped him yesterday. If I'd, with the four at the back, I'd have probably gone with, Tanganga and uh, Leonard, but you know it's just it's just I feel sorry for him no, in a way. But you know he's out. I just think he's out of his depth, and them players have just you know as I said, I think I posted on your uh, X feed that if he goes mm. and someone comes in, we're still going to need a miracle with that with that squad of players to stay up. I really believe that. You know, well, it's I mean the easy option if you like. Listeners is to sack the manager. It's, I mean, and there's calls for it. You, you're reading the same stuff as me, Graham, online. Mm. So, you know, and and there's certainly, certainly uh, opinion being expressed in the den yesterday as to as to Joe Edwards. Um, I, I I kind of partly feel sorry for him, but this this is this is the business that he's put himself into, and True. you know, it's one thing being a head a head coach at some pretty plush setups, you know, Chelsea and Everton, where you've got you know. Plenty of talent that's that's brought to you. you. You're not, um, you're not often not having to motivate. So you know that's what he's put himself into to test himself. I think he's failing that test at the moment. But also failing are the squad that are embarrassing us, um, embarrassing themselves. They're embarrassing us because you watched that first goal, Graham. Um, I think Ryan Leonard, if he doesn't get nutmegged, it looks like it. It looked like it in real time from the the, the distance I was at. It looks like it on screen. The 45 looked like a very handy winger, breaks down the left side, puts in a decent cross. But Jake um, Cooper watches it kind of go past him inside his own, you know, that's his office. That's his. That's where his place of work is, inside that six-yard penalty area. He's got to clear that. It don't even, it just gets past him. It's, it might as well have been me out there, or you. Yeah, yeah. And then right. put in at the far post. Yeah. You know, um, that's dire defending. That's that's Sunday morning defending. That's 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 appalling. Um, and the same for the second goal, which was the um, that, that was a ball down the middle, I think, where we give I think it's Bannon, who's their decent midfielder. Everyone said yeah. we should assign. I think we give him time and space, no challenge from the halfway line going forwards. He puts a ball between Leonard and Tanganga for the bloke to get in on goal and and, and finish. Um, pretty straightforward goal actually, but then you know we're just not putting up any opposition to it and same as we saw in against Ipswich same yesterday that's damning on the squad so we can we can rant and rave or online people can rant and rave about Edwards all they like but i still come back to the squad i come back to the senior figures in that team because they're not doing their job for him no they're not you're right you're spot on Nick. you know the, the squad of either, I, I don't know if they've either down tools just don't don't have him or i don't know what they've just you know they've just I mean, you've, you've also got this situation. I know it, you shouldn't come into it, but them senior players, all of them are out of contract at the end of the season, I think. You know, for, mm, and, you, know you, you think, yeah. where, where, where are we going here? You know, because 
I'm sure, I think you've mentioned it, I'm sure Edwards, if if by some hook or crook he stays and we stay up, them six will probably go in the summer. You know, they're not going to be part of his plans yet. Well, I wouldn't keep them. I wouldn't no, keep any of no, them. No, but he's asking you know, them um, to, you know, get him out of trouble, isn't he, basically? And, you know, what, what's going Yeah, on? yeah, well, he's dependent on them at the moment, yeah, unless yeah. he makes real radical changes. Unless yeah. he makes real radical changes, which is... Another thing, I'm, I'm just as I'm talking, John. I'm just checking on um, on uh, Twitter to see if there's any corner flag um, posting. Oh. There isn't. This hasn't been much at all since yesterday. Well, the, I was going to say there's a lot of talk, but they didn't post anything on the middle Twitter from half time. Just a full time. That was it. Nothing. No. Just it's a been, score half time. Yeah. I mean, there's there's not much they can say. I no. mean, I, I, you know, we we live in this social media driven age where whatever goes on the on the official site is like people hang on, live and die on it, but. That, to some extent, that don't bother me. I mean, it's, it's still there's been no posting about Joe Edwards' position. He did a, a post-match interview, which we'll come back to in a moment. Um, but still, he's, he seems to have the the investment of the club. He's still sitting there. Um, I'm not sure how much we'd gain or lose by sacking him there, Graham. I mean, where, where do you stand on it, mate? I mean, I think it's an easy response, and you can't. I would sack the squad, but you can't sack the squad, can you? You're, no, I would not. With them. Unfortunately, I just... I, 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 if we're going to have any chance, which is, to me is a very slim one now, of staying up, unfortunately, I think I think he's got to go. I do. I think whether they can get someone in, you know, just to, to take it to the end of the season. As a temporary but, thing till the end of the season, it's yeah. probably going to be Adam Barrett. That's the that's the problem. Yeah, well, yeah I, I, he can go as well as far as I'm concerned. You know, he just stay hangs around, and you think well, he's been there for under Harris, uh, Rowett now Edwards. You know, I think he should have gone. Yeah, he's a Rowett. survivor. I give Rowett. him that much. Well, he should have gone yeah. when Rowett went to me, but you know, I I don't know. Yeah, I think I'm, I'm going to say I've said it on that group chat. But I think he, unfortunately, yeah. I think he has to go. I do. I know people, you know, maybe I'll get slated for it. I don't know. But I just, I think if we're going to have any chance, as I say, which I think now is a very slim chance of staying up, we need, you know, someone to come in and just, I don't know, maybe go, you know, four four two. I don't know, something radical that just to make us, not stop conceding these silly goals and give us a chance in the game. Because as it stands, if we, we look at the record, all the games we've won this season, We've kept a clean sheet. So if we can see the goal, you want us this game over. We're, we're, we're done for. Yeah. We're done for. Yeah. I mean, there was a, a I mean, you, you've mentioned the statistic about not coming back from behind since God knows it's about the Trafalgar or something. Yeah. We haven't come back from behind, <laughs> you know. Um, so, you know, um, how that's going to change in, in short, I, I don't know. We don't have any um, presence up front. I mean, I, 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 I like Tom Bradshaw. I love his energy and his, his persistence, but, it was like um, he's like a midget up against um, Andre the Giant, and um, you know, so the Giant Haystacks out there yesterday. The guys were towering above him. He's not going to win anything in the air. Um, the balls just kept coming back to a white shirt constantly, um, and there's no, there's been no advance of tactics. Um, the squad seemed to have given up on Joey. So, I, I, you know, my own conclusion is. Sadly, he's probably got to go. Um, I think he's probably a decent. Well, I know he's a decent coach. He's he's got nothing to prove on the on the coaching side of things. But it's a different thing to being a manager, Graham, because that that's about force of personality as much as it is about your technical knowledge of the game. It's about can you 
can you get more out of a bunch of blokes than you know than they they have? I mean, I think at his best, Neil Harris probably was the nearest we've had for a while to a charisma manager where he got more out of a of a squad than there was really in there individually. You know, yeah. Um, and that runs out of runs out of road in the end. It ran out of road for Harris. Um, I don't know that um, Rowett was a charisma manager, so he's never struck me as having much charisma. He clearly knew how to set a team up and give them instructions of what to do and what not to do. And I think that was his strength. And, you know, the overperforming came from um, boring football and being unashamedly boring, but setting up not to not to concede. And that's that's what got us that far. Joe's problem, I think, is he he seems like a lovely boy. And I think I said, if you know, if your daughter brought him home for, for Sunday lunch, you'd probably be thinking, oh, what a nice boy she's brought home here. But, um, you know, he doesn't strike me as, uh, he's not going to rule the dressing room with fear. And he's not going to, um, at the moment, he's not ruling the dressing room with, with um, depth of knowledge. So I don't know what he's, I don't think he has the respect of the dressing room personally. I've not seen any evidence to, to show that he does. Um, I agree with that totally. Again, Says taxi, taxi for Mr. Edwards. But that brings back Adam Barrett. I, I mean, I, I did notice yesterday, um, you know, I mean, I think one of the posts said that, or one of his interviews, he said that the players had called a meeting after Ipswich to fresh things out. So I'm not sure much good that did. That, but, um, <laughs> um, who, who, you know, who called the meeting? What was what was the point of the, of the of the discussion and what did it achieve? It's achieved nothing. Maybe they called another meeting for Monday morning. I don't know. But, I mean, I should the players be doing that? I think it was said as a kind of um, a positive that they're taking responsibility for the, for the debacle. But really, it's the manager that's got to be, you know, he's got to be calling the meeting. And he's got to be telling people where it's all going wrong. There's, there's just so many parts of our club at the moment that seem so wishy-washy, Graham. Do, well, do you agree? I mean, does it, does, totally, does totally. it feel... Totally, Nick, from top to bottom. You know, the, yeah, I agree. The whole, you know, the whole um, club. You know, it seems we've had this, you know, really good, as you say, I think you've said it previously, we, Millwall is a cycle, you know, goes around in cycles. We've had a good cycle, yeah. five, six years, the unfortunate death of John Berylson, and it's just, I don't know, who's actually, is James Berylson actually running the club? Or, or not, run, is he overseeing it all? Is it, is it Kavner and Aldo or doing all the, you know... It's... Well, ultimately, ultimately, it's James Berylson's paying for it. That's for sure. Whether yeah. he, 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 you know, unless he's living in London, which he, I imagine, he won't want to do because he's based in a, in the US. That's where his <clears throat> family and ties are. So he's probably not going to want to do. So he, he entrusts it to Kavanaugh, who is mm-hmm. chief executive of the club. He's he's like his local prince regent or whatever you want to call it. You know, that's that is he runs it. But what strikes me with with the club is that there are layers of buffers between responsibility. So Kavanaugh, you never it, it takes very little um public um public role as, as far as I can tell. The odd the odd statement is like um so densely worded that you you give up reading after about you know two lines because it's just yeah. words and words and words of nothing. Um and then you know everybody else they're all decent boys. I mean I I, I know I know I know Billy, I know I know I know Max to, to you know, so I sat on trains with Max talked to him coming back from far flung northern outpost. So <clears throat> they're all decent people, but it just strikes me that there's no one in in that's taking control of this situation. I mean, I keep seeing Alex Aldridge's name thrown around online. Well, I'm, I've met Alex in the past, 
Um, but there's no visible... The person who's visibly responsible for it is poor old Joe Edwards, who looks like a little lost lamb that's wandered onto the M1 off the farmer's field, you know. <laughs> and he's got HGVs bearing down on him, you know. Um, so I, I don't know who takes responsibility for it. It seems like there's a lot of people probably thinking it's somebody else's role to be taking control of this situation. But at the moment, as we speak, Joe's still in charge. Um we're going to go to Southampton next week, oh which fills me with dread. Yeah. Um, and the buffer that we had, Graham, has now gone oh. down to one point with QPR finding form just as we start losing form. Um, they don't look great, does it? Sheffield Wednesday are only four points behind us. So, you know, it doesn't look great. And... Um, I, I just don't. I, to me, maybe I'm wrong, but do the club realise the seriousness of this? If we go down, you know, it's it's not. I've, I've heard well, people say, "Let's go down to read one, read one, and reset." It ain't going to be like that now. It's no, it's like, not. Have a look at Charlton. I mean, they're, yeah. they're, they're, they're thankful because they got they got some opportunity to take the piss out of us for a change. So yeah. the silly little posts online I've noticed. Like they're looking at League Two at the moment. If they if they yeah. can scratch some points out, but yeah, that's where it takes you to. You know that. It's it's a it's a waste. Of, we've been in. I spent too much of my bloody life in the third division, Graham. So have you, yeah, mate. So yeah. have all the listeners. Yeah. We know what it looks like, and it's grim. You're playing Fleetwood. And they said Fleetwood Mac. We might we might, have, <laughs> we might have a chance of replaying Fleetwood, Fleetwood Town, not Fleetwood Mac, <laughs> listeners. <laughs> I, mean, I think Stevie Nicks is probably quite useful. <laughs> oh, yeah, I don't know. We'll, we'll leave that. We'll leave that conversation. Um, so you know, it's 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 a wasteland, and you know, I, I think I said the other day that you know. For better or for worse, we're getting pretty high crowds at the moment. I, I yeah. don't know what the crowd was yesterday, but often there. In fact, I can have a look. So I, so I don't know what the crowd was. I can have a look, listeners. Because that's the miracle of the internet. Let's have a look. But seventeen thousand official. <laughs> official. Yeah. Fucking hell! <laughs> I mean, that was a big turnout from the Sheffield then. Yeah. But no way was that a seventeen thousand crowd. But it's it's official tickets sold, isn't it? That's yeah. how they yeah. judge that. But I mean, there was a time that would have been a record attendance at the yeah. Den and. Yeah. It's all going to waste. That's that's the that's what is giving me the arse. Yeah, that's what's giving me, it's been... totally agree with it. That's what's giving yeah. me the arse. The fact this year we've had the best crowds we've had, I think somewhere I mean, it might be you since I think the average yeah. gate since the war. It might I might be wrong. Yeah, we're going we're going back to the, the kind of nineteen fifties, the old days, you know, of the docks and, yeah. and then when everyone lived around the den, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the club um, the You're going back just, to that era. You know, they've just I don't know, they've just just they let an amazing opportunity just Go and it, through the fingers, through the fingers, and it's still the, the thing. The thing that also gives me so much giving me the hump listeners at the moment. <laughs> it's not not good for your health, really, Graham. But anyway, another um, thing that's giving me the hump still is there's 13 games to go. This is not a done deal for the season, but the way that the team turned out and played yesterday, they sort of they, they've given up. They've accepted, um, you know. They've accepted the, the, their fate, and that's it. We've still got 13 games to go. We had a cushion. We still have one-point cushion. If we could find some spine and backbone and maybe a, a, get some tactics going where we, we'll bring out whatever the best is in this, this team, we've still got every chance to remain in the championship where we need to be. So um, it's just such a waste. This is this is what's doing my head in, the wastefulness of it all. And 
if the club listen to these shows, they, I don't know if they do anymore, but they, you need to have a bloody good look in the mirror at yourselves from top to bottom and ask yourselves, are you doing the best by this club? Because I don't see it at the moment. All I see is for the official attendance of 17,000 Mugginses that have turned out to watch utter pony. I mean, Dave Tuttle would have been proud of that performance yesterday, wouldn't he? That would have been, that would have been in his pomp. That would have been his level. Dave Tuttle, for the older yeah. listeners. <laughs> Anyway, I think I feel better for that. <laughs> That's good. Graham's, Graham's become like my psychologist listeners. Every time we get stuffed, which is a lot lately, I get him on Sunday morning. It's like a psychiatrist, psychiatrist couch. I yeah. pour it out and I feel a lot better afterwards. So anyway, thanks a lot, Graham. Cheers, anytime, mate. But, it... <laughs> but you know, oh, dear. we're comparing him. I, I saw yesterday Anderson when he was there, but oh, I don't know. <laughs> yes, I mean, it's going back a long time. I, 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 I do go back that far. Yeah, so do I. Um, I, I, I don't. I've, I don't think I've ever seen. Remember, I can remember a season where we've been beaten so comprehensively, so many times at home. Even when we've been dire, you know, there's been poor seasons, but mm. we've always managed to get a few good results at home. Not, and you know, we've just been. Yeah, you know, this season, yeah, I think well, we, we would fight. We would, we would fight. I mean, even even under Holloway's, um, you know, kind of uh, wayward period, uh, we, we at least brought the Millwall fight to the to the table, which we didn't yesterday. I suppose the the comparison with with Anderson, thinking about it, which I hadn't really made actually, because Anderson's long gone out of my head. But <laughs> I think one of the strange things with Peter Anderson, Graham, was he actually arrived with a fairly, by the standards of the day, a fair a fairly good um, resume, you might yeah. call it. He played abroad, which back then was very unusual. He played in Belgium, Antwerp. Yeah. He played for Luton when they were playing in the first division and, you know, looking like a, a, a team noted for their, their flash kits and their flash football. And so he came to us with that kind of sense of promise. And I think as Joe Edwards has come to us with a sense of promise, um, it's all gone out the window, you know. I, th- I think that the promise, whatever it was, has been unfulfilled, and I think that's that's the similarity with Anderson. Yeah, um, we're at a high level under Anderson. That's that's the other thing I'd say. But there we are. Um, who knows where this is going to finish, Graham? He's still in charge at the moment, and it looks like, unless we see anything dramatic today, it's like it's going to be for the well for next week at least. And I think that. Um, if we carry on as we are with Joe Edwards in charge and the squad not performing for him, we, we will be doomed very, very soon if we're not doomed already, mate. So, yeah, um, yeah as I say, I'm getting to the stage where we, we get... Well, I know you're right, there's 13 games to go. There's still, you know, quite a way to go, but... It, it could just, be turned around if there's the will, if there's the will. And that's it, that if there's the will. Yeah, but I, yeah. as you say, I don't know if there is the will there. Yes. No, no. Depressing. <laughs> Graham, big thank you for joining me on depress- a depressing <laughs> Sunday morning, mate. I want to say thank you. Graham Payne, thank you, mate. Cheers, Very much. Achtung, Mailball. He's only just come off. He's only just been full-time. But to have the likes of Idamo and Brooken and Longy back on the bench now as, as options moving forward in, in tough circumstances, in, in tough situations, you need every player available to, to start getting 
that athleticism back in the squad has it got to be key for you. Yeah, for sure. The, the three names you just mentioned, like you say, is that they all offer a pace and a sharpness that has been missing from our team in a difficult period. Um, it was important to get them on because we need to build them back up to, to their best because you saw today, it's although again, it's three decent names on the team sheet that can come off the bench, they, they all looked rusty um, and that's, that's kind of where we're at. So as I say, at the moment for us, it, unfortunately, everyone part of our group and connected to our club at the moment. Unfortunately, being part of Millwall isn't something you wake up really excited about at the moment. It's a grind and, and the only way through it is standing up and fighting and, and, and I'm, I'm convinced we'll, we'll continue to do that. Huge thank you to Graham for, for joining me on a Sunday morning. Um, never easy. It's, it's what I call a death call. Sunday morning death call, dear listeners. I just want to close this edition of Akdang Millwall um, with just a, a thing that's cropped up last night, which is this very bizarre um, club video post-match interview with Joe Edwards. We were just listening there to the voice of Joey Edwards speaking after the game with Max, regular kind of um, as best you can post-match interview after a debacle like that 2-0 loss yesterday versus Sheffield Wednesday. But people have seized upon that end phrase about um, how it's become a bit of a grind uh, coming into Millwall. And obviously uh, that begs the question or begs the, the riposte, shall we say, as to if it's a grind for you, how much of a grind is it for fans that are, um, you know, following the club up and down the country, or possibly down to Southampton? I don't know how many we've sold about two and a half thousand. How many will we'll go down there next week? Now I don't know. Um, I'm due to go down there, whether I'll go or not. I'm gonna see how I feel on the day, to be honest with your listeners. But anyway, you know, the the obvious riposte is um, if it's a grind for you, how much is of a grind is it for the fans? And that's a very good point. Um, I don't read that much into it. I just think that Joe Edwards is clearly, clearly affected by the current situation. Um, whether that means he's cut out for the rough and tough, hard world of football management will be another question. Um, because unfortunately, whether you like it or not, that is part of the part of the gig. Um, I was just watching um, Moyes on uh, David Moyes of West Ham. Uh, he was getting flack for not winning enough with them. And, um, you know, he, he's clearly a, a manager that's got used to handling pressure like this. Um, and some can and some can't. Um, Joe, I'm not sure whether he's cut out for it. And I don't know that I'd be cut out for it, dear listener. Would you be cut out for it? You know, having people screaming abuse at you. Um, whatever the rights and wrongs of it. And online stuff, all sorts. Um, and I'm just wondering whether this is the harsh reality of, you know... Um, of, of the game for Joe now. But anyway, leave that to one side. He's, he's finished off this, that interview with that phrase of, of it being a bit of a grind and no one's excited to come into the middle, which, you know, is, is ill-judged. Um, it's a casual comment made at the end of a tough, tough day and he's got a camera stuck in front of his face, which is part of the job. Um, and he's got to come up with some comments. Um, I personally think there's not that much to it. I just think it's, if you've ever done anything like this, you know, commenting on a match straight afterwards, it's the toughest thing you can do. And if you're emotionally invested in it, like Joe Edwards is, then it's really, really difficult. So that's 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 the excusing part of, of, of that. Um, it is an ill-judged and ill-phrased point. Um, people have seized upon it online because that's what people like to do. They like to get outraged online. And I think there's a strong pile on quality now to what uh, people are seizing upon with it um i am amazed i'm gonna the, the, my, my point of just doing this little end piece listeners i'm amazed that the club allowed that to go out and not haven't foreseen 
that that phrase could be misconstrued. All it takes is using the most basic video editing system is clip it, uh, clip the piece that you're doing without that little bit at the end. You can close that probably a few seconds earlier, just have it finishing. Even if it looks a bit rough, you cut that bit out because that's going to leave Joe now out on a limb. He's being left out to dry there, and I'm amazed. Um, whether through lack of foresight, which equals a certain measure of um, failing to do your job by the club's PR team, or whether, I don't think so, that he's being left hung out to dry on that, I don't think so, I hope not, because that's very, very unfair on him. It's an ill-judged comment, it should have been cut, and the people that should have cut it are those that did the video. Um, that's all I'm going to say on it, because I think people are they're clutching their pearls online and running around saying the vicar's coming around shortly and with you know the front room's in a mess um so i'm i'm, I'm millwall like well but then again maybe it's very millwall like i don't know but anyway there it is i should be doing the com the uh, voicemail show later on today dear listeners so expect that as part two but this part one of this week's edition of actong millwall thankfully closes there because i've had a belly full of millwall <laughs> and it's and it's shenanigans for one day so until the next edition which will probably be tomorrow it's a Riva Dirty Mill from me, Nick Harton. Bye for now. Achtung, Mühlwall. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.